Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome back to the Q4 Impact Podcast. My name is Susan Kunzelman, and I'm here with Ron Regenstrike, the founder of Q4 Impact. And Ron, I'm hoping that we create value for our listeners today, because that is our topic, creating value. Well, we're going to, I know, do the best we can do, Susan, so I'm excited to get started. Thank you. Me too. But before we actually dive in, there's something that I want to mention and kind of go back a little bit, because when we began Q4 Impact, there was something that we identified and were actually moved by, and that something is that we were seeing the experience of some individuals entering or in the fourth quarter of beginning to feel diminished or devalued in this season of their life. Can you speak a little bit more to that? I can. And I think there's a uh, maybe a perception, especially when we look at folks that are doing things, you know, that are maybe well-known, maybe it's your pastor or, or someone very involved in, in things, thinking that they don't have discouraging moments or they're not wrestling with, you know, doubting themselves or um, feeling a little discouraged. And so it's important for us to recognize that there are feelings we're going to have at this age. Uh, there are feelings that are being put out by the culture and the advertisers that actually sort of want to make us maybe feel a little bit that way. Uh, maybe not intentionally, but, you know, things like, well, you know, our, we're past our prime or, you know, we're getting older and so we're slowing down, which we are slowing down, uh, technology that we're surrounded by, you know, is frustrating and it's challenging. And, and, uh, you know, most of us, it, when we get to these latter years of our lives, many of us maybe don't pay as much attention to our fa fashion, you know, our clothing. We like the jacket that we bought 20 years ago. And, and so we're, you know, not as cool as, fashionable as maybe we once were. So all of these thoughts, these feelings, you know, being out of touch, feeling a little old fashioned, you know, behind the times, maybe what, you know, where does that, what's that leading us to? Mm -hmm. uh, it's challenging. And I want to say I face those thoughts and those feelings and look how cool I am. <laughs> You're not wearing a, t a dated 20-year-old jacket at the moment. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to trying to want to pay attention to those kinds of things in my now 70s, knowing that it's a little harder to pay attention to those things. Um, and it, it really can make someone feel left out. Mm -hmm. And... It, it these 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 thoughts these feelings that that we're walking through living in can create in us you know feeling undervalued and and we're not we're not in the hip crowd we're not in the you know the main 
force of the world and where it's going and it it makes you feel discounted and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes a little forgotten and and that can lead to a loss of confidence and and even for many of us i believe there's a tendency to withdraw and mm -hmm. say you know since i'm feeling these things, then I don't want to be out in the in the public as much. And so I'm going to stay home. I'm going to create this kind of withdrawn, withdrawn kind of lifestyle. So, Yeah. As I hear you speak about, and certainly this, the fourth quarter of life often coinciding with retirement. And so there's a shift in uh, just the the day-to-day -day productivity that often comes along with careers or rearing families. And so often we, as a people, link that productivity with our value. And so we're, I hear you speaking about these feelings that those in the fourth quarter can struggle with. And yet our purpose today is about creating value. And we are called and able to do that at every season of life. So with the void that people start create or questioning how they can create value, what do you want to start beginning to steer our conversation toward in, on creating value? I think it's a, a really unique season of life. It's it's this, and we talked about this a few days ago in, in one of our conversations where this big chunk of time that we uh, in our careers are invested in, you know, 50, 60 hours, some people 70 hours a week, every week. And, you know, the thoughts when you're home, even though you're not at work, there are things you're thinking about. And for many of us, that whole piece of life gets removed. Yeah. And, and now that's a big empty space. So, you know, as I look back, I can say, you know, did, did I, you know, was I too, too consumed with my career? And I'd say, you know, at times I, I probably was. And, and God's purposes for me and my love for him and, and keeping kind of the, uh, you know, kind of this, my sights on him. And now I have more time to, to really try to do that better because I don't have as many distractions. And so, uh, you know, looking at the choices, the options now, for me, it's become, mm, I'm really going to focus my life now on doing things that have eternal purpose and value because as much fun as my career was at times it's you know obviously a combination of fun and not so much fun the most rewarding experiences as i and i think about this a lot i say what are the highlight parts of my life they're they're kingdom things yeah. they're they're making a difference in someone's life they're they're you know, being in prayer and sensing the presence of God, they're, they're being in his word and seeing something I, I, I maybe never saw before. So I'm going to jump in and interrupt a minute because I love your passion and how you're just forging ahead with what 
or how you defined creating value. But I think it's important to note, you know, we've, we've talked about all of the hours that were spent in careers or in the home with our families. And suddenly, you know, that's gone and you've quickly talked about doing other things. And I think our tendency so often is we can shift to, to doing over being. And God has first called us um, to know who we are in him. And this is a big part of how we're going to define value. And that's where you were jumping ahead a little bit. You've defined it for yourself. But let's talk a little bit more about the importance of defining value before we can even begin creating it. I, I think that's kind of where I was, where I was going with this is, you know, what what are you going to place in your life? What, what are you going to value? Let's face it. It's how we spend our time, what our treasures are in our life uh, are going to, to dictate and determine the, the priorities and the things that we're investing in. And so, you know, when I think of creating value, I, I have choices. We all have choices. I could decide, you know what? I'm going to try to be the best 70-year-old golfer in the United States. You know, So I'm going to go out every day and I'm going to get a coach and I'm going to play and I'm going to putt and I'm going to chip and I'm going to do all these things. So someone could decide that. That's an option. And I have come to recognize and understand that what I want my option what the option I want to choose is I want my life to be shaped by God's word. Yes. That's what I, that's what I've decided. Yes. And that is what we at Q4 believe that, that who we are and how value is going to be defined is to come from God and his word. And that means to your, to your point that we have to regularly assess what we're pursuing in light of what God says and what his word says is of greatest value. I've been reading in uh, Acts recently and just reminded of, of uh, the Apostle Paul as I get into his books of how he talks about how everything that he once counted as valuable, his standing, his reputation, he then discounted completely and thought of it as garbage compared to knowing Christ. And so there's this shift that um, I want to say doesn't need to wait until the fourth quarter. Like this is the call on each of our lives as we pursue what is truly of value. It is the call and it is the call from the day we, we confess our sins and say, Jesus, take over my life. The fourth quarter is 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 unusual, and because the most of us the family obligations are greatly reduced, and now we have this career that took up a big chunk of our time, no longer takes up a big chunk of our time. So the slate is somewhat clear, and it and now it's time to reassess and to say, well, how do I want to live now? What you know? What do I want to pursue? What do I? How do I want to fill my time with with the being part of 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 the character issues, the the attitudes, the the hard things, 
and the doing things. And so it's, it's really, it's really both. And there's a tension there because again, going back to that being overdoing as humans, we're so drawn to the doing um, as something that can be held up. And I'm mindful when we begin to think of our audience of those in the fourth quarter of life. Yes, there's so much good work that can be done that is of eternal value, but there are some that are no longer physically capable of working or actually doing. And that does not mean that they cannot still create value. Will you speak to that a little bit more? What would you want them to hear from this message? Yeah, I, I, I think there's such a vast, there's such a variety that's available to us. And, you know, there are many, especially older and typically they, they tend to be women, sadly, and not only women, but who have developed just an amazing prayer life where, you know, they're, they're embracing that this is a time in their life where they're going to spend significant time praying for people. And uh, I do have a, a male friend who's in his mid-80s who just calls people just to encourage them and to pray with them briefly. And he has it all organized and, and calendarized. So, you know, I know I'm going to get a call every two weeks from this particular individual. And he he's taken that as his, you know, his job, his kingdom job, yeah. because he's limited, because he can no longer drive, because he can't get around. So there's such a variety of things that can be done. And the, but the key is, what is, what is our value? What are we placing? What are we investing mm -hmm. our time and, and our hearts? And it's both. It's, it's your heart, your passion, reading the scripture and, and feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit when Paul or someone else is talking about an attitude of thanksgiving or an attitude of being joyful in trials and all of a sudden you realize, huh, I haven't been really joyful in my trials. So, you know, I've been complaining a lot. Are you, are you still passionate about wanting your life to, to mirror the life of Jesus, the life that he wants us to live? And I say, yes, that it's, we can be more excited we, than we were when we're younger. We can draw closer to God, even though physical limitations come into play, even though uh, difficulty and pain and heartaches grow. Uh, I'm going to surprise you because we didn't talk about this before, but <laughs> yes. Yesterday, being at a at a board meeting at Johnny and Friends, and Johnny Erickson Tata uh, has just come out of the hospital. I've been there for three weeks, very life-threatening situation, and still not out of the woods. And she was not able to attend the board meeting, but she came on via Zoom for about 10 minutes. And listening to her, still have joy, still want to be everything Jesus wants her to be, 
even though she just went through just three weeks of of horrific sickness and and fear of like this maybe this is it and I'm gonna I'm gonna die and yet you know just beaming with love for Jesus and and I'm sitting there just taking it all in and tears are coming down my eyes as I'm listening to her and recognizing she's she's doing what Jesus is wanting all of us to do whether you're 10 years old, 50 years old, or 100 years old, whether you're out running a marathon or biking across the country or, or in, your, in your bed in your retirement home, not able to walk. And I love that you did bring in that example and that last part especially because going back to those that may not be able to produce or to do something that is visible we need to counter that part inside of us that says it has to be externally visible because there is so much value in those prayer ministries. And I know Johnny a little bit as well. And though you got a snapshot of her in those 10 minutes yesterday, I know that in these last few weeks from a hospital room where perhaps no one was watching in the middle of the night, she was still creating value by the choice of her attitude and the decision to choose to pray. And as Hebrew says, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And I don't believe that means just here on earth. Like these things are being evident in the throne room of heaven. And that is where our ultimate reward is. And that goes back to what you're saying, creating things of eternal value. She's lying in the hospital room and nurses are coming in and out as they do in a in a hospital and she said this yesterday i'd never heard anyone say this like this before she said i i i shared with the nurses i said you know you're a lot like jesus and because he came to serve and not to be served and that's what you're doing and i just want to thank you and you know i'm imagining a nurse <laughs> You know, hearing that from a quadriplegic lying in bed, you know, as, you know, imagining and knowing the impact that that has. So no matter what circumstance we're in, no matter how hard our life is, no matter how much heartache we have, no matter how many disappointments we're in the middle of, no matter what loss uh, we're we're being uh, affected by, it's not time to give up. It's not time to complain. It it's it's time to say there's a sense of urgency. You know, we're in the fourth quarter. This is our last chance on earth, these years, to make a dent, make a mark, you know, impact a person's life. So Absolutely. You used the word treasure a while ago. That actually reminds me of an episode we did several weeks back on treasures. And we talked about assessing um, the things that are taking our our resources, our time, our talent, um, all of those things, because that will tell us what our focus is, what our priorities are, and what we're turning to as value. And so that is the call that I hear you making, as you uh, said what you just did, that if we are heading into these final stages of life, 
Will we be about just creating value for ourselves or will we assess those things in light of God's word, in light of scripture, knowing what he says is valuable and choose to realign if need be, or even if it's a change in our perspective of how the value we bring in the attitudes of our heart, in the words that we speak, what are we doing that creates value for the kingdom? This morning, there's uh, in my my reading, there's a tiny little one chapter book in the New Testament right before the book of Revelation, and it's the book of Jude. And I'm not sure which verse it was, the fourth, fifth, sixth, I can't remember. But the, the, the gist is that the verse says that we're to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And, and I read that this morning, and I'm like, wow, this is such a great example because it, it doesn't say until we're retired. <laughs> it's that's that's the message that so Lord, am I earnestly contending? And you know, I like that because it seem it's an active, yes. it's an active expression. It, it it means we can't just wait for something to happen that 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 requires us to be creative to say, all right, here's my circumstance. Johnny said. Here's my circumstance. I'm in the hospital. I'm in this bed. What could I do? What could I say? And God shows her how to minister to the nurses by using that as an example. What a creative, you know, way to to share God's love. And so that's what we're to do. We're to say, how do I take where I am, the stage of life, and and just say, God, help me to shine your light into this world that is so uh, so in need of inspiration and examples. And so, um, let's, let's end well, let's, let's be on fire for Jesus. You know, that's what I want. It's like to the last day, I want to see my kids and my grandkids say, my poppy, you know, he was just right to the end. He was passionate and in love with, with his savior. Amen. I love the challenge that you are giving. It makes me think of Romans 12, 11, that says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And that is the challenge you're giving us. So Ron, some of our listeners tune in on YouTube. And if that is you, we would love it if you would enter into the comment, perhaps a way that you are creating value in your life and the life of those around you in a way that reflects the wonder and faithfulness of God. And it doesn't matter your age. This message is for all of us, but don't ever stop creating value till your final day. So thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next week when Ron and I will be tackling a fun topic, so to speak, of the changing times. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.